It, it is a metaphor about growth. Can I get a witness? I'm going to go back to enforcing this because that's the only way you grow. When you go to high school and college, you do not let freshmen go to junior classes. You do not let juniors go to senior classes. Everything is categorized for a reason because it's one building block on another. And I'm telling my age, but when I was in the first grade, it was 1A and 1B, 2A and 2B. How many of y'all know about the AB system? Same thing you're doing now. September to December was 1A. January to June was 1B. Can I get a witness? And they had a whole philosophy of education. And after I got into the seventh grade, I really didn't have too many female teachers. I had male teachers because they were trying to bond me with males. Are y'all getting this? That's an educational thing that we got to start getting back to. And, and, and so we'll, you know, we'll talk more about it. So how many men have not, and, and I sent an email out to all ministers and deacons. I want all ministers and deacons at our men retreat. This is your retreat, St. Matthew's retreat. Can I get a witness? This, this is not some other church. This is St. Matthew's retreat. We should honor our retreat, go, food, fellowship, and fun. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we want everybody, especially if you're an officer, with much is given, much is required, come and go to the retreat. Amen? And uh, uh, if you have not registered, I want you to register. Okay? Am I clear? Amen. Or nobody will call you deacon again. Or they won't call you minister again. Or they won't call you reverend again. They'll call you something else. Amen. It's getting tight up in there now. You know, they told me at the convention, I've been to convention 22 years. They said, Gordon, if you sit high, you got to give high. Can I, get, I can't be sitting up there in front of thousands giving $2. They don't play that. You know what I mean? So uh, we good. If you want to sit high, you got to do high. You got to give high. You got to be high. Can I get it? No, you don't got to be high. You got to... <laughs> Stay, stay low, stay low, stay low, stay low, and the Lord is good. Any good? Now it's offering time, and God loves a cheerful giver. You can't be God giving a man a try taking a one offering of tithes. What is a tithe? It's a tenth. If you give, if you make three hundred dollars a week, God says the first thirty dollars, two hundred dollars a week, first twenty dollars. He said, "Try me, test me, and see." And I want you to get your backside on that bus and come and go with me in the name of Jesus. Uh, one one thirty, the buses are leaving. Two thirty, going to feed us. And I kind of know what they're going to serve because without grease, the people perish. All right, come on. Y'all come on up here. Amen. Get this offering. Our great choir will sing. Church, say amen. All right, guys. All right. That's it. That's how it. That's how you got to talk to black. St. Matthews. How many of you know that the joy of the Lord is your strength? Anybody got joy this morning? We serve a great God, amen? God is great. The greatness of the Lord. Thank you. 
The Lord has done it again. Let us stand that God's blessings might be invoked upon these gifts. All things come of thee, O Lord. And of thine own have we given thee.
holy is the Lord. Our Father and our God, we come prostrate before your presence, realizing, recognizing that without you we can do nothing. We have sinned and fallen short of your glory. Forgive us through the shed blood of Christ. Sanctify us. Speak to our hearts. Convict, convince, if need be, convert. Help us, oh God, to clear the hurdles that stand in our way. Now bless yourself in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, amen. Church, amen again. Praise his holy and everlasting name. Bless the Lord. The church should not be an entertainment section. We ought to come in here with a sense of awe because of who he is. We ought to check our hats at the door, the hats of our worldliness. We ought to check our pride. We ought to be submissive to the word. That's an attitude when you come to worship. And God honors the attitude. Can I get a witness? And we thank the Lord again from whom all blessings flow. Our theme this year is rebuilding. And we dealt with rebuilding our faith. That is a daily diet dosage of dependence on the Lord for our lives, our lifts, and our liberty. One of the things the Apostle Paul kept saying to all the churches that he wrote to is that his purpose for writing was to check out their faith. How are you doing with this faith walk? And sometimes it gets difficult, doesn't it? To walk by faith and not by sight, not, not by feeling. So we come to church to be rebuilt in our faith. And then we dealt with the rebuilding of our focus. That although the winds are blowing, there's a tumultuous storm, um, thunder, lightning, swing of our boats, that we continue to look at the Lordship of Jesus Christ and not be distracted by the elements of weather. And you and I, as we go through life, we're going to get hit with storms, trials, and tribulations. Jesus said, in this life, you're going to have tribulations. Philipsis is the Greek word. You're going to have things that will tumble your life, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And then, and then we dealt with not only the faith to focus, but the fuels of faith, which is God's wisdom, Proverbs, understanding knowledge, that God gives us wisdom for direction, discernment, decision-making. Can I get a witness? And, and, and we need God's wisdom in our everyday life. 
Not, not our wisdom, not our works, God's wisdom. You, we, we need to come to a juncture where we say, Lord, give me your wisdom. And you'll be surprised. God said, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Amen. And, and so uh, it brings us in this rebuilding uh, metaphor to rebuilding not only our faith and focus and fuels, but now our families. We need to rebuild our families. Amen. Families must return to God's blueprint. Amen. Families must pick up the pieces and put the puzzle back together. Amen. Families must move on to perfection. Amen. That's maturity in Christ. And then families must, and this may be the hardest one, must forgive one another. And stop holding each other hostage. Do I have a witness? That, that, that uh, when we begin to look at this matter of families, that uh, we need to understand what thus saith the Lord. I am not here to agree with you on what the world says. The world's going to hell. Can I get a witness? We're here to communicate what God's word says. And God's word is the authority. Can I get a witness? It's God's word, what thus saith the Lord, is the authority. And, 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 and so the world can't give you a reprieve. The world can only give you foolishness. Can I get a witness? It's God's word that will come to fruition. Do I have a witness? This morning I want to capture this matter of the family around a bird's eye view, a bird's eye view, and geese best depict a bird species of love, loyalty, and laying down their lives. Geese, geese that fly in a V formation. They depict sacrifice and submission, order and obligation, selflessness and surrender as they fly. I've often wondered, the lead geese is not the greatest geese. The lead the least geese that's going to lead is not leading because he's stronger or more wiser. It's just that naturally they can humble themselves to follow others. And, and, and the extraordinary thing about geese is that geese are dedicated to their mates. That if while flying in a V formation, if a mate gets sick and fall out of formation and fall to the ground, the mate comes out of formation with nothing wrong with them, descends down to the ground and stands by the mate and they die together. Amen. Maybe you thought 
that you just keep flying when your mate has dropped out of formation. Maybe you thought you were free to go on with the rest of the geese when your mate is no longer in formation. The problem is some of us are like turkeys. We flap and make a whole lot of noise, but we don't go nowhere. Some of us like buzzards. We just circle the air for dead things. Some of us like pigeons. We sit on a wire and just lay stuff on people's car. And others learn to be eagles who can soar over the storms of their lives. When I think about the context of what we are about to discuss, marriage is a union between a man, Ish, and a woman, Ishah. Not between two women, not between two men. And by the way, I already bought my amen corner. You ain't got to say amen. It's between a man and a woman. We ought not ostracize people for their practices. We ought to love them in Christian sincerity and pray that the Lord will deliver them from contaminations. Are y'all with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a union and then it is a unity. It is two individuals striving for intimacy. Now let me stop pausing part. We did this this morning. Intimacy is not sex. Intimacy is not blowing and huffing and puffing and feeling good. That's not intimate. Intimacy, biblically, is the ability to know and be known. Paul says, after 20 years of being saved, that I may know him. I want to intimately know Jesus. What do you mean by known and be known? That is to have the freedom of letting down all your guards and to know another person and not afraid of being known. Everything is not shared on a date, nor in an engagement. And if fear is there where you can't let down those walls, you're not ready for marriage. 
said that if I'm free to know you intimately and to accept all the things that you may not like talking about and then be known, because the Bible says in Genesis that, listen to this, Adam and Eve was naked and not ashamed. Doesn't, doesn't say that? Now, now we know that was before the fall. The fall brought on some terrible situations in our lives. Fear was one. Fracture was another. Brokenness was another. All, all that came because of the fall, the Adamic fall. But the problem with families is that they are no longer intimate objectives. You want to be intimate with your girlfriend, but not your husband. You want to be intimate with your buddies, but not your wife. You have another escape route for your intimacies, and it puts pressure on the marriage. That it is a unity that we're striving together for self-disclosure. Not, not me saying to Sister Gordon, well, let me tell you how my wife, my, my life was before I got married. That's, that's, not, that's not disclosure. That's not, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about me. There's stuff with me that I wouldn't readily share, but it's got to come out. Are you, are you understand what I'm saying? There's stuff in me that scares me whether you're going to accept me once I say it. But I got to get over that hurdle. See, the reason that we are sick is because we're sin sick on the inside. The reason we don't have peace and psychological readiness is because we got too many props holding up stuff that we never took down or let the Lord take down. So as a man think of his heart, so is he. One of the things I said this morning was before you can have a rebuilding in your relationship, before you can have a renewing in your relationship, you got to have a new renaissance in your thinking. New, new renaissance. In, in your thinking. And so when we begin to look at the union, the unity, the unifying, I can somebody say, I'm say, why did I come to church today? You came to church because the Lord wanted you here. And all this Rema stuff and hearing the word and praising him and oh, I got, the Lord gave me what I needed. Well, you need a whole lot the Lord didn't give. That's a bunch of junk. Whatever I preach is God's will for you to hear. I don't have to sit up here and surmise what I need to preach to, to satisfy you. you. You need to hear the word and let the Holy Spirit make it applicable to our lives. I've got to accept my wife just as she is. She's got to accept me just as I am. Can I get a witness? And then we got to let the Holy Ghost do the rest. Isn't that right? It's getting tight up in the air. 
So, 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 so as we begin to look at there are three significant institutions that God created, the family in Genesis 2, and yeah, uh, the government in Genesis 9, the curb sin, and then the church, Matthew, amen, 16, upon this rock I'll build my church, and Acts 2, that's the third institution, and in these institutions we, we have... Uh, order and obligation, amen, of at least two parties. I want to look at this from a biblical perspective. We are fractured in our families. There's friction within us, uh, self-centeredness, selfishness, sinful impulses, all that are further crushing our relationships. Hmm. Let me say this and, and get out your way, that marriage is a microcosm of change, challenge, and continuance. No such animal you find somebody that has everything you love. a trick or <clears throat> you've exhausted your mind with worldly concepts I'm going to handle this in a unique way because what Satan is doing is he's stealing the light of the church, Revelation 2 and 3. Only two churches had light. By allowing the philosophical views of the world to permeate us. Love is not a feeling. Love is a function. In spite of how you feel, you function this way. And God will bless the fruit of your labor. Oh, God. I know the Oscars are coming on tonight, and you're going to have all these people in these great dresses and suits and look like they're happy. Most of them are going to hell. And the church, the church does not have to sit back and look at this and be traumatized that well, wow, I wish that was me. You don't wish that was you. They're dead, they're doomed, they're depraved, they're disobedient. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2. And, and the fact of the matter is, if I'm blind, I don't know what I need anyhow. That, that, that is, when we begin to look at this matter of the family, the family, the family, the family has changed. The family has changed. Hasn't the family changed? It's changed. Uh, my mother and father never came to us and asked us for our opinion. We didn't make family decisions on vacations because there was no vacations. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere but the movie. <laughs> We got kids sitting around 
helping us to make decisions that kids shouldn't even be in on. They can't handle it. We got broken families where we are begging for the love of our offspring to the point of compromise. Hmm. Do you want to go to church today? No, I want to stay home. Okay, baby. See when I get home. Bring up a child in the way they should go. Respect, restraint, responsibility. And when they get old, they will not depart. Right? Isn't that right? Isn't that right? Um, my God. Hmm. At what age can your child be your buddy? You ought to keep space of mother and father and not let that get absorbed. Are are y'all with me? Me and my mother didn't get high together. Me, Me and my mother didn't drink together. I had a reverence for my parents. See, what what I was doing, I didn't bring home. Because that's the way we was raised. Yes, ma'am, no, sir. Not, hey, dog. And I never thought about calling my mother at her first name. There are just certain things that have broken apart that we think are cool and not cool. And, 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 and so here we go. Marriage, first of all, is a covenant with God and others. A covenant, diatheke, is the Greek word of the Septuagint, which means to cut or divide. It also carries a meaning of agreement to put together between two parties. Turn, turn, turn to Genesis 15. Genesis 15, real quick. Genesis 15, verse 1. Come on, get your Bibles. Genesis 15, verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto, not Abraham, but Abram. Now, 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 let me tell you why his name is Abraham, not Abraham, because he, at this time, was not in a covenant. His covenantal name is Abraham. I thought I threw that out at you. Abram, after these things, after what things? Interrogatives. Who, where, why, what, when, how. Well, chapter 14, let me synopsize it, deals with the fact that Abram went to fetch Lot and his family who was kidnapped by kings. He got 300 men together. He went, he got them. They had a little war. And on the way back from the war, the king, some of the kings said, well, Abraham, let us give you some money. He said, no, no, I don't want your money. I'm fine. And then he runs into a man called Melchizedek, a type of Christ, king of Salem, Jerusalem, He had no beginning of days, no end of days. And the Bible says that when Abram saw Melchizedek, he fell down, he worshipped, and he tied into him. He tied 10%, 
People say, well, pastor keep talking about tithing. That's the law. This is pre-law. This is promise. The law is 1,500 years later. Where, where are my preachers? This is promise. Dispensation of promise. Abrahamic covenant. And, 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 and so when he tithed, he was tithing into his posterity. Lord, have mercy. Yeah. Isaac, Jacob. Yeah, he was tithing into the future birth, which, which, which would come out of his loins. Now, 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 in verse 2, Abraham told God, uh, how long will I go childless? Because all I got is the steward of the house, Eleazar. And, and, and here you got to understand, Abraham is a type of God the Father. Eleazar is a type of the Holy Spirit. And Isaac is a type of Jesus. So when Isaac needed a wife, Abraham went to Eleazar, go find my son a wife. Y'all ain't getting this. You need to come and call. So God the Father told the Holy Spirit, go find my son a wife called the church and bring him back to Jesus. That when, when you understand this text, and, and it goes on, I don't have time, you can read when you get home, chapter 15 says, and and and, and Abram, verse 9, took a heifer, three years old, she-goat, three years old, a ram, three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon, and he cut them up, divided them, and put them in pieces once against the other. And when the fowls came down upon the car carcasses, Abram drove them away. Don't miss this. Huh? This covenant has purpose. Do I have a witness? God is going to divide different things in the covenant. Verse 10, he's going to uh, drive away anything that would disturb that. Birds in scripture is evil. It's Satan. Go look at the sow and the seed in Matthew 13. But the product is there, there will be a dependence and a determination. Can I get a witness? And the purpose uh, moves into the promise. And God in the promise of, amen, marriage talks about leaving and cleaving. In Jeremiah 31, he says, the new covenant, futuristic. The new covenant is what we're under. It's where God says, no longer will I write my laws on tablets of stone. Now I'm going to write my laws on your heart and in your mind. Do I have a witness? I don't have to look at a stone every time i got to make a decision. I can listen to the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Uh, do I have a witness up in the house? It's getting tight up in here. There's, there is a purpose. There is a... a a promise. Uh, Lord have mercy. And the Bible says here that Abraham, that Abram, amen, verse 12, was put to sleep. And when God put him to sleep, he allowed him to see the future of the nation 
But more importantly, thank you, Jesus. God was, verse 18, giving him a covenant. Do I have a witness? Let me, let me stop Paul's and Paul. Marriage is a covenant. Covenant, 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 covenant. When you get married, and I've been pastoring 32 years, I, I, I know most of this stuff by heart. I don't need no book. Hmm. When a couple comes down the aisle, the minister stands there and the minister can give a simple mini-sermon if he wishes, but he, he says, we are gathered here in the sight of God and this company to join together this man and this woman in holy matrimony, which is, was ordained by the Apostle Paul. And then we, we exchange rings and on. He says to the woman, do you take this man, not your daddy, not your last boyfriend, not the one you're looking at, do you take this man to be your lawful wedded husband, to have and to hold? Hmm. In sickness, <coughs> Sister Gordon, I'm sick, <coughs> and, and in health. <laughs> Rich or what? Poor. Well, he lost his job. Well, what did Javal say? <laughs> Can I get a witness? Till death do us part. I will. I had one girl come to me years ago. She said, do I have to say this? I said, yep. And the reason she was saying that, because I said, will you submit and serve him? She said, well, I got a justice in the Bible. Submission is not slavery. It just means you won't call him a name in five minutes. This stuff is work. Are y'all getting this? And because you, you have your rented tux and your little sewed up dress, you, and you're going to the Bahamas for two days in the Motel 6, you, you don't understand what you're saying. Hey, that, that, that is, it's a covenant of a union. Ishanisha. It's a covenant of understanding. It's a covenant of unity. Ah, it's a covenant. Now, them old folk from down south, now I know y'all ain't old and you ain't from down south. I understand. I used to hear, no, I promised the Lord that I would hang in there till the day I die. 
And those of us our age looking at him saying, somebody better die. You mean, <laughs> it, it was it was a covenant. So you keep watching television programs where they're jumping in and out of bed with every time Dick and Harry. And they're doing all this stuff, and we think there is no recompense. And, and the fact of the matter is, is that the, the covenant, I, I was saying this morning, and let me, let me say this, the covenant, I, by the grace of God, I came here 32 years ago, started the ministry and had, had a vision and, and, and went to work and uh, church couldn't pay me hardly anything. I wasn't here for the money. I was just here working, 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 trying to put stuff in, trying to break out tradition, trying to add, uh, uh, bring additional uh, uh, changes where I needed them to move on. And I went to my wife. My wife is an educated woman. She's a systems analyst with a master's degree. She in corporate kicking it out. And I say, baby, come on out of work and help me with the ministry. She's brilliant. And uh, we couldn't pay her what corporate was paying her. She understood that. But she helped me put this whole ministry together. That, that, that's what you see here. In the name of Jesus. And, and so the, the whole thing is that we, uh, you know, I look at her and I thank God for her. She works with me. She lives with me. She goes to dinner with me. She goes to movie with me. She goes to vacation with me. We had kids together. So, so now, I, uh, for 32 years, I've been cooking. I cook every day. And then I get her out, go, go, take, go your, with your cousin, go with your girlfriend, take a trip, here's five days, go here, go there. She needs space. Are you understand what I'm saying? She needs space. Now I got a, uh, now I got a training up two more dogs. So you know we, you know we, it's a lot. It's a lot. But 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 look what the Lord has done. How you gonna sit there and tell me God didn't lead me when you see what you see? How you gonna challenge? Lord have mercy. Let me just throw this thing in there. Can I get a witness? The fact of the matter is, is that we are blessed because. Uh, ma marriage is a covenant and you got to treat it as a covenant it's, 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 it's not you going with your old boyfriend or girlfriend it's a covenant and you mess around and get bitter with your mate First Peter 3 and God will shut down your prayers doesn't, doesn't it say that? doesn't it say that? you mess around and put somebody before your mate and God will get your immediate attention your mate comes before your kids. We don't want to hear that. But that's down to God truth. Your kids are going to be gone one day, or they should be gone. Can I get away? And you know, we'll get on that too. Praise the name of Jesus. And there was a time, and see, I'm old-fashioned. I'm old now. But there was a time we ate at 6 o'clock. Nobody ate today and got home. And we had family prayer. Six kids. It wasn't quite six. Two parents 
in the kitchen about as big as this pulpit. But we had rules. Nobody could go in that refrigerator after 6 o'clock. There was no McDonald's. There was no uh, Kentucky Fry. If you didn't like what was on the table, you just weren't hungry. Remember that? Remember the day Jesus? Now, this doesn't mean we have to stick to that. But I'm glad I grew up in that environment. And my mother and father said no so many times, I thought that was my name. <laughs> they, they weren't under this compulsion for love and compromise. Oh, this thing is deep. Hmm. All due respect to my wife, I came home one leave and had this girl with a micro mini skirt and she was bouncing. I, I said, Mama, I want you to meet. My mother looked at her and said, where are you going with that? I said, it's time to go. I got to get out of here, Doc. I got to get out of here. Because they said what they felt. That was it. And child, child of God, you, you got to understand that by marriage being a covenant, we just can't flip it and do what we want to do. Secondly, marriage is a commitment towards God. It's a ministry. It's the, the, the functionality is critical here. Turn to Matthew 19 real quick. We're going to get out your way. I know you weren't waiting to hear this. You wanted the, you wanted the miracle. Well, this is a miracle. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. Pastor giving you a miracle. So Matthew 19, hanging in with me, coming in for a landing. To our millennials, now you see what you're in for, right? Praise the name of Jesus. Matthew 19 um, explains to us, the Pharisees, verse 3, come to Jesus and trying to trick him, tempting him. They say, is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for any cause? Right? And Jesus said, if you not read that which was made, Amen. Uh, them at the beginning, for this cause, a man shall leave and cleave, wherefore they're no more twain, two, but one flesh. Are you with me? They said, well, why did Moses give a writing of divorce? He said, because of the hardness of your hearts, meaning all you guys weren't saved, nor did you believe. God was merely trying to keep some order. This is deep. And, 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 and so what we get out of Matthew 19, 1 to 6, Brother Lightfoot, has become the basis of our position for marriage. The ideal is that you stay together till you die. The ordeal, verses 8 9, is that if there is fornication or perpetual uh, outside activity or desertion, you have a right to get divorced. Not, not, not with a prideful manner. 1 Corinthians 7 says that one is not under bondage. That word bondage means you don't have to stay there. Uh-oh. So if I'm threatening my marriage by having sex all over the place and bringing AIDS home and it can be substantiated, that, that is 
a cause to look towards divorce. Matthew 19. Desertion is a little harder to interpret. Had a young lady come to me about 10 years ago. She said, Pastor, I want a divorce because my husband deserted me. I said, how long have you been going? She said, last night. <laughs> so I said, baby, there ain't no desertion. He just didn't come home. There ain't no desertion. If it's, if it's five or six years, you ain't heard from him. That's, that's desertion. But last night, uh, let, me, let, me, let me move on. But then the no deal is everything else. Ideal, ordeal, no deal. We, we keep it simplistic in this church. Well, what could be another uh, situation here? Well, I had a young lady come to me, and my heart bleeded for her. She said, my husband is strung out on drugs. He's taken all of your money out of the account. I want a divorce. I said, that's not grounds for a divorce. I'm sorry. Create a new bank account. Do something, but that's not, that's not grounds for a divorce. I don't advocate that people stay in a home where there is physical beating. You separate. He said, well, you heard pastor, pastor, somebody. Well, physical beating is not you getting in your mate's face, throwing your finger in their chest, and then they push you away. And you, well, he hit me. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm not going into that because, see, we exaggerate stuff to get our way. Yeah, we do, we do, we do. And, and in fact, we, we all need counseling. Don't we need counseling? So, 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 so he deals with... Uh, he deals with building blocks in Ephesians. Don't turn. Walk in love. Not your love, Christ's love. That a husband ought to cover his wife. You are her covering. Christ is your covering. God the Father is Christ's covering. The word covering denotes that she is covered spiritually. My God. Mm, mm. Walk in love. Willfully submit. Ephesians 5.21, both of you hopefully cover her. And it's the husband's job to, yeah, provide. Don't even come to marriage counseling if you ain't got a J-O-B. And I ain't talking about Job. How you going to take care of this family? How you going to take care of your wife? Well, I can't find a job. Well, when you get a job, come back and we'll give you counseling. Can I get a witness? Uh, child, child, child of God, it's the husband's job to not only provide, but amen, it's his job to, uh, to, to, to be the, hopefully, the priest of the home. And they're saying a lot. And, and all husbands can't go there. I understand there's some sharp women in this congregation in that word. We got theologians in this congregation. But at least be able to quote, now and I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die, at least don't. You, you know, you, you, you got you to gotta have the word. And if you're the priest, 
then you got to make the sacrifices. It's getting tied up in here. Our love is not conditional. We accept each other regardless of the fractures, the history, the hurts. And we got to love them through all that. It's functional for God so loved the world that he gave his own. Jesus didn't die out of feelings. He would have killed us all. He died out of function. And then Titus 2 says, be sober, be holy. Lord have mercy. And, 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 and so the, the whole thing is that marriage is a commitment. You heard Yvette up here talking. You heard others talking. It's a commitment. It's a commitment. No one else should have priority in your life over your mate. That's what God's word says. You can fix that any way you want. You know, well, me and my girlfriend, we got to understand. You better ditch her. You, 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 better, you better take care of some business up in here. Mm. Commitment. Tough stuff. Tough stuff. Hmm. My youngest daughter is in Australia right now. She went over there with 200 mentors. She's, they chose her to be a mentor. She's doing a great job. And she sent back pictures where she's laying down with kangaroos. So I texted her back. I said, what are you, Tarzan or somebody? You better, you, better, you better get up for when them kangaroos kicked you or something like that. I don't know if they were sedated or what, but a whole bunch of kangaroos laying down. And, and, and uh... And I don't feel bad because I'm a dad. My job is to protect her. Can I get a witness? And, and, and promote her and praise her. Come on now. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and sometimes, and we need to say this, this is why I want all y'all to go to men's retreat. It's hard being a daddy. It's hard being a father. It's hard being a husband. Do I have a witness? That, that, that when we at our men's retreat, we talk about fathering your children, both young and old. Do I have a witness? And y'all, y'all, you know, I'm gonna get to it. And, and we talk about being the loving, serving, submissive, humble husband to your wife. What does God's word say? Marriage is a communion. 1 Corinthians 13, as we close, Paul uses metaphoric language that has nothing to do with what he's saying, but it's relative from another perspective. Listen to this. Paul says, in the context, listen, chapter 12, 13, and 14 of 1 Corinthians is about gifts. Are y'all getting this? Chapter 12 is about gifts. Speaking gifts, serving gifts, sign gifts. We don't believe that the sign gifts are any longer in use. Now, now, now hang in there with me. Hang in there with pastor. What are the sign gifts? Well, miracles. and God, God can do a miracle whenever he wants to. But that, you can't do a miracle because today God is moving through the Holy Spirit 
and not through individuals. People want, pe people want to have this bragging right that they have a power others don't have. So the man in the white suit that went around touching everybody and they got up and walked away, it was a lie. You just need to tell, I'm your pastor, I'm going to tell you the truth. Can I get a witness? If somebody put money in my pocket, I get up too. Fact, fact of the matter is, you need to hear this. You know, you, you, you need to understand that he's talking about gifts. And then he, and he gets to chapter 12 and talks about the three gifts, the three categories of gifts. Chapter 14, he talks about tongues. About the orderly distribution of tongues. Amen. And then in chapter 13, he talks about the one gift called love. And what Paul says is, uh, outside of all your gifts, there's a more excellent way. The excellent way is love. Ah, you can't beat love. Can I get a witness? That, that is, uh, the love he's talking about is love, agapeo love. That agape love is God's love. Phileo love is friendship love. So, so Gato love is mother-son love, mother-daughter. Amen. Uh, eros, E-R-O-S, is sensual, sexual love. Four loves in the word of God. And God's love is the highest love. It's not a feeling, it's a function. Do I have a witness? You can't take, when Jesus came to Peter in John 20, and said, do you love me? Remember the episode at the fish? He went back fishing. And then Jesus called him to the shore and had some fish frying. Come on now. He said, Peter, do you love me? Do, do you agape me? Peter said, I phileo you. No, no, do you agape me? I phileo you. Jesus said, do you phileo me? I phileo you. Peter couldn't go to that next level. And some of us can't go to the next level. Everything is selfishly a feeling. Well, if you love me, you make me feel good. Hmm, it's interesting. The agapeo love, love is kind. Fruit of spirit. Love is long-suffering and yet can still be kind. That means I'm going through pure hell. I'm in anguish of mine. I want to die. I want out. And yet, when God's love is inside of me, I can still be kind. Love never fails. Uh, can I get a witness? Love, love, love is not puffed up. Doesn't get prideful. Love is not easily provoked. I watch people that, you know, Every little thing hurt them. And when you was in the world, ain't nothing hurt you. You only get hurt when you come to church. Right? Them, church folk, them church folk are hard. Well, the people in your bar is hard. People at your job is hard. You ain't saying nothing about that. Them folk are hypocrites. Well, you're a hypocrite. The word hypocrite means actor. We all acting. Come on now. You ain't all that in a bag of chips. You are not as spiritual as you think you are. 
Let, let's, let's shame the devil and tell the truth. Go home and read Job. If God ever moved that hedge that's around you, you would curse God to his face. Y'all ain't praying with me. I know y'all, I, I know, I know, I know. You think you all that in a bag of chips. And that, that's why you look down on others, because you already got a foregone conclusion about yourself. Isn't that a shame how he acts? Look at you. Just as hooked up as you can be, Doc. I know I'm a mess. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I, I, I'm not going to let people dictate to me their opinion about how I ought to be when they ain't even got their stuff together. Can I get a witness? I only owe my Savior an understanding. I, I, I have to walk right according to the word. I have to praise him right according to who he is. Can I get a witness? I don't give a kitty what you think about me. You can stuff that and you can take it out and throw it out. It doesn't matter, saints of God. You can't send me to heaven or hell. I'm born again. I'm blood washed. I'm blood bought. I'm born again. My name is in the book of life. And I owe you no explanation. Can I get a witness? God is my witness. God. God is my worship. God. God. Only God. Only God. And if God should mock uh -huh, iniquities, who could stand? Can I get, ain't none of us that clean. I know you think you are. You ain't that clean. You ain't that clean. You ain't that clean. You ain't that clean. In the name of Jesus. Help us out, Lord. Help us out. Help us out. Help us out. Help us out. And when you can look over the fence at my stuff, you got other problems going on. Can I get a witness? Cast the two by four out of your eye before you try to get the toothpick out of my eye. Can I get a witness? This thing is tight. It's a communion. It's a communion. It's a communion. It's a mandate. God does not recognize other intimate relationships but marriage. I had a guy come to church one day, this is years ago. He said, I want you to meet my madame. I said, what is a madame? <laughs> what is a madame? Last time I heard that, I was out in the clubs. This is my madame. What, what is a madame? This is my friend. What kind of friend? You know. Are y'all with me? See, I was messed up in the world. I, I didn't believe in uh, platonic relationships with the opposite sex. Never did. <laughs> well, this is my sister in Christ. All right, sister. I'm working on this one. Yeah, yeah, in the name of Jesus. Fact, fact of the matter is, now that's my sickness. Fact of the matter is, is that it's a mandate. It's a ministry. It's a motivator, it's a maturity, it's a mission. Lord, have mercy. It's a covenant, commitment, and a communion. A bird's eye view. Are you just flapping like a turkey? 
Marriage is hard. It's work. It's sacrifice. It's prayer. Come on now. You got to put up with stuff you don't want to put up with. You got to tolerate stuff you don't want to tolerate. Do I have a witness? You look at the other person and you can find fault easily. You look in the mirror, you keep, you keep scrubbing the mirror, but you can't find no fault with yourself. Can I get a witness? Marriage is work, God. We got to accept one another the way we are. And why are you complaining when you took the long walk down the aisle? God didn't tell you to marry that person. What God has joined together is dealing with institution, not the person you chose. Can I get a witness? So, you know, you sit up there, you choose somebody, you say, well, this is my wife, she's fine, she's good looking, she's this, she's that, you marry for the wrong reasons, and then you're sitting on the couch watching television, and you start going like this, and, and, you know, you find out you got a nut at home, and now you want to get rid of it. No, you chose the nut. I could have told you that was crazy before you made preparations to get married. If you had just come to marriage counseling. Now, 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 Leroy and Tunsil don't do like I do. Leroy and Tunsil are nice, kind ministers. God bless you, man. I'm different. I'll tell you, look, he crazy, man. Don't marry that. Crazy. getting married, getting divorced, and you sitting in the balcony with your new wife on this side, and your old wife is way over here on this side, and you sitting there listening to the word with binoculars to see what she looking at. Kind of messes us up in this house. Kids all over the place. Huh? Hey, mommy. Hey, dad. Hey, 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 dad. Hey, mommy. We're just as backwards as the day is long. I was out in the foyer two weeks ago, and a little girl came to me, and she said, uh, they, they said, Pastor, she wants you. And she came and jumped in my arms, and she jumped in my arms. She said, hi, Dad. I said, ain't your daddy. I said, I said, baby, don't start that. Don't start that, baby. Don't start that. Don't start that. I ain't your daddy. Remember that little dinosaur? I ain't your daddy. I ain't your daddy. As we close, the reason this is so important because Paul says something that connects it all. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. When I look at that scripture, it blows me away. Agape your wife as Christ agape the church. He died for the church. He was spit on for the church. He was smacked for the church. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. 
he went through hell for the church. Can I get a witness? And they put him in a bar tomb. Didn't they put him in a bar tomb? Joseph of Arimathea said, here, put him in my tomb, put him in my tomb. They put Jesus in the barbed tomb, and all the disciples had scattered. The women were crying, and it looked like everybody had lost hope. But Sunday morning, Jesus got up with all power in his hands. Did he get up? He defeated hell. He defeated Satan. He started playing with death. As my pastor used to say, he grabbed death by the throat. And he said, oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Can I get a witness? Jesus defeated everything for the church. And then he told Peter, upon this rock himself, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not be able to come against it. Can I get a witness? And Raymond Gordon is pastor. What you bind on us, I've already bound in heaven. What you loose on earth, I've already loosed in heaven. Can I get a witness? We have the victory. I know you feel like a victim, but we got the victory. And the next time you start going down, you got to say, I've got the victory. The next time you're getting ready to throw the towel in, you got to say, I've got the victory. The next time you feel like dying, you got to say, I've got the victory. Uh, no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. Can I get a witness? You got to know that you know that you know that you know that you're still standing. Everything has come against you, but you're still standing. Every day you cried, but you're still standing. You feel like walking out, but you're still standing. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is. The Lord is. Say yeah. He is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is a bird's eye view. A bird's eye view of relationships. And child of God, when you're willing to come out of formation for your mate and your family and just die with them, that's the bird God wants you to be. Not the turkey, not the pigeon, not the chicken. But he wants you to be a geese that can get in formation, can be humble, quiet, submissive, follow where you need to follow. God's going to work everything out. But it's a covenant, it's a commitment, and it's a communion. Let's stay on our feet. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed, if you're here and you want to be saved, Jesus Christ, Son of God, God the Son, died for your sins, was buried and rose again. Just raise your hand if you want to give Christ your life. You want to be saved. You want to be saved. You want to be saved. Just raise your hand. Is there one? Or you want to join the church and Christian experience? Raise your hand. Is there one? Over to the right. Come on up. Look at Jesus. Come on up. Praise the Lord. Love to have you. Come on, brother. Come on.
There's five some others over there. Come on, brother. Praise Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come right here. Thank you. Is there another? Come on, y'all. Come on up. Come on up. Pastor's waiting. Come on up. Pastor's waiting. Hallelujah. Family, friends, come on up. Give your life to Christ. Come on. Give your life to Christ. We, you know, we love you. Give your life to Christ. Come on now. Is there another? You want to join the church or be saved? Yeah. The Lord is good. Yeah. And let me, let me thank God for my lovely wife for 32 years. Yeah. Lovely. Lovely. And a loving mother and loving father. Lovely. Praise God. Is there another? Father, thank you for the Lordship of Christ. Thank you for giving us truth about marriage. That it is a mandate of ministry and that, Lord God, it is the mastery of being intertwined. There are problems, but you will work them out. There are issues, but you will give in insight. Lord God, it's work. It's work on a daily basis to be humble, submissive, to cover each other, to look out for each other, to death do us part. Creating us clean hearts, renew right spirits within us. In those problematic areas, we entrust to you by prayer, and we need healing, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the soul that has come forth. Thank you for this day. Thank you for a church that's not afraid to preach your word. And we thank you for all. Give us journey mercies over to Dr. Bettner's church. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Marriage between an ish and an isha. A man and a woman. God bless you, ministers. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Love, man. Thank you. Thank you.